0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today.
1: This is Mark from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Chris from Lamb of God, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Excellent. Thank you. A stripped-down rock and roll flamethrower, the Gibson Les Paul BFG is the most powerful Les Paul Gibson has ever made. Blasted back to the bare essentials, the BFG is the Les Paul for guitarists who want it loud, raw and wild. Two volumes in one tone knob control the sonic spectrum, put out by a high-power burst bucker three humbucker in the bridge and a screaming single-coil P90 in the neck. An innovative powerhouse, the Gibson Les Paul BFG has no binding, no fidget top, no finishing touches. This gives the BFG a distinctive look that is both modern and vintage while allowing for a price that makes pure Les Paul performance available to all players. The result is a perfect storm of eye-catching style, incredible tone, and unbeatable playability, all at a great price. Check it out at Gibson.com slash BFG.
2: Over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Los Angeles, Sydney, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com.
1: Hey, it's John Astronomy coming to you from Times Square in New York City, right underneath the Marriott Marquis Hotel roof. That's right. That's right. It is raining here in New York City.
3: Boy, I've had a crazy week as you have. We uh, interviewed John from Lamb of God, which was a lot of fun backstage at Roseland. We... We're doing all sorts of stuff. I I know you were hooking some stuff up, had a bunch of meetings. I had a bunch of meetings. I did interviews with almost at least one cast member from every sci-fi channel show.
1: That's amazing. It was a big party.
3: Yeah, that's correct. It was a big party where a lot of announcements were made. Battlestar Galactica had already been uh, greenlit for a fourth season, but they had originally only greenlit, I think, 13 episodes, and now it's been pushed to 22 So look forward to that. Uh, If you guys caught Battlestar Galactica last night, Sunday night, you now know four more Cylons. So how about that? Pretty crazy stuff. Who will the last Cylon be? Well, I don't even know that. Not yet. But uh, I did have a top-secret meeting on where Season 4 will go um, and got a couple of plot points uh, laid out for me. So it was kind of cool. But back to the metal. Lama God, you don't get much more metal than that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We had a, a blast interviewing John. He's such a cool guy. We were hanging out backstage. I do feel bad that uh, we kind of knocked two uh, girls out of his dressing room, <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm kidding. But uh, it was uh, it was very cool. Plus, we had the guys from Fangoria Magazine shooting this for us, which was very very cool. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully, we'll see that at some point.
3: Um, but in the meantime, you can hear it. Here on Talking Metal uh, Podcast today, let's get into some music, come back, talk a little more, is that cool? Ashes of the Wake, what a great record that was, it came out a few years back, and I freaking love this record, this is actually the record that got me into Lamb of God. We're going to sample right now a song called Laid to Rest.
1: That was Laid to Rest from Lama God's Ashes of the Wake record. What a what a great tune. What a great band. Now, Mark, as you were saying, we did have a pretty crazy week this week. And it's still going strong. Um, I hooked up with Peter Chris, the great legendary drummer from Kiss, on Wednesday. And we were hanging out over at the Gibson Guitar Showroom, me Peter, his wife, uh, one of his engineers, and the great guitar player, Mike Angel McLaughlin. And uh, we were just checking out a bunch of great guitars, hanging out, talking about you know, some cool stuff. And uh, we're going to put a picture up on uh, the Talking Metal website in the show notes of me hanging out with Peter. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, I'm headed down to Baltimore, Maryland tomorrow to uh, hook up with Black Label Society. So that's going to be a great weekend. And then we've got, like, tons of stuff lined up for next week. We certainly do, yeah. I mean,
3: like I said, things have been crazy with me. I hooked up with Ian Christie, did an interview with him. Then right after that, I walked down the street and met up with Scott Ian, who was hanging out at Manny's, um, where he was demonstrating some Randall amps. So it was good to say hello to him and gossip some Battlestar news with him and uh actually i got a picture with scott which we will post in today's show notes so go to talkingmetal.com check that out while you're there use the link to jump over to talking metal forums send us an email if you've never sent us an email we would love to hear from you talkingmetal at yahoo.com is the email address and christopher amit is back in the great arch enemy i know uh bunch of people on the message boards, the Talking Metal Forum, talking about that. Pretty exciting news to have the Ahmet brothers back together.
1: Yeah, it's really great to get Christopher back to the band. But Frederick was amazing, too, and uh, was, was a great uh, temporary guitar player for the band.
3: Yeah, I think he was with them like 18 months, I was reading. And uh, he also plays on, Frederick, of course, we're talking about now, plays on Jeff Scott Soto's last release, Talisman, that we featured here on Talking Metal. A great great player and we wish him the best of luck but it is great to see the brothers back together and uh, there's also a topic on the forum people are trying to figure out if who's hotter uh christina from lacuna coil or angela from arch enemy what do you think
1: i have to say they're both hot they have different styles so you know sometimes you're into one thing and sometimes you're into other things it's like a like a gene simmons would say you know sometimes i you know like steak but sometimes i like cheesecake they're both great I hear what you're saying. Yeah, both two uh, good-looking girls, and
3: I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Angela. I got to I got to tell you, but uh, she's kind of got a unique look. You know, uh, maybe not everybody's into her, but uh, you know, I definitely dig dig her. And Christina from Lacuna Coil is just a complete sweetheart. And those pictures that we have of her are actually our uh, you, me, and her are actually our MySpace pictures on MySpace.com slash
1: talking metal what do you call that like
3: your profile picture
1: yeah I think that's exactly what it's called the profile picture
3: (laughs) very good so I say we get into a little more Lamb of God and then get into the interview why don't we
1: listen to something off the sacrament record what a great record Yeah, absolutely. I love all the songs on the record. And Redneck, you know, the first single, everybody, I'm sure, has heard that a zillion times, and it is just an awesome song. It's really my favorite one on the record.
3: Let's start it off right now with Requiem, a great, great track off Sacrament, and we'll end the show with a a little sample from Redneck. And then, of course, sandwiched in between these songs, John Campbell, big shout-out to him. He was great.
1: We had a lot of fun chatting with him. Yeah, and we want to thank... Brian and Maria and Jensen and everybody at Adrenaline PR for hooking this up for us. As well as Brian, the other Brian who is uh Lamb of God's tour manager.
3: He uh, was really, really helpful with everything. So check it out. Lamagod. God
1: it's john from talking metal i'm backstage at roseland ballroom in new york city mark striegel and john campbell from lamb of god how you doing man pretty good man so you guys just finished up a massive sold out tour of europe australia japan now you guys are headlining a tour in the u.s how's it going so far
4: uh it's going great we're actually about a month into it uh and this has actually been the sold out tour uh that we uh before this we were in japan and australia and uh That's kind of our our first time there. We're going back because it went so well, and uh, hopefully that will continue to be sold out. But uh, this tour has been going great. we still got about two more weeks into it. And uh, by the time we get home, I think probably three out of 40 shows aren't going to be sold out. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. And You guys have gotten through the area here a lot in the last, I'd
3: say, two years. I know we had Randy on the podcast when you were down in Jersey maybe a year ago, and we had Mark at... uh, the Gigantor uh, Festival, and now we have you here in New York City at Roseland. When do you stop? Do you, I mean, <laughs> it's like you have no time off.
4: Uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, and you got an album in there, too, an amazing yeah. album. Well, We we took time off to do the record after Sounds of the Underground, uh, but time off the road doesn't necessarily mean time off from uh, from working. We uh, were doing five days a week. Uh, so, no, there's not a lot of time off in, uh, in rock and roll. It's kind of the thing where, you know, we've... We're successful now. We, who knows for how long? So we're making the most of it and trying to stay as busy as possible.
1: Very cool. Now, um, Sacrament was uh, album of the year, 2006. Revolver, congratulations! Thank
4: you very much. Yeah, uh, Revolver's been a great supporter of ours for uh, for a while now.
1: Cool. Now, you guys recorded this in a bunch of uh, interesting places. The drums were done in Long Island City, and I was wondering, were you there playing bass along?
4: Oh no! Before we uh, before we even got to that point, we were in uh, our practice space on pre-production, where we did. Uh, some low budget recording to get scratch tracks and get a uh, tempo maps built for uh for chris and then take that up to the studio in long island and uh sit down and beat out the drums and then we came back down to richmond did uh guitars and bass and some vocals and then uh the vocals were finished in uh, hoboken
1: right now the producer is named machine and Correct. he's the guy in hoboken right he is
4: yeah he's uh he's a guy that he did ashes of the wake with us also and uh We really liked how he worked and what uh, we got done with him, so we felt like we could continue that relationship and build and do better things uh, this time around.
1: I noticed that uh, Redneck was mastered in a different place, and I was wondering why that was.
4: I think uh, that that was a decision where they wanted a single to push the the record, and so that needed to get done before the rest of the record, so they just kind of pushed that one track forward a little bit.
3: No, I, I know when I saw you guys down in, um, in Jersey on Gigantor, Machine came out on stage with you and oh, yeah. was, was rocking out with yeah, you guys. Yeah. I know Sacrament isn't really that old yet, but are you guys looking ahead to uh, another record at this point? And would you consider working with him again?
4: Uh, sure, we would consider working with him again at this point. We're, we're looking to be on the road through the end of the year. So as far as doing a, another record, that will have to wait until the touring's done. kind of It's an either-or thing for us. We're either touring or writing a record gotcha now john
3: mentioned revolver recognizing the album uh the grammys also recognized the record you guys were nominated and uh did you head out to the awards i watched and of course the heavy metal one wasn't wasn't broadcast i
4: think there's 115 120 categories uh like 11 of which are televised uh the rest happened in another room somewhere else where everybody's just standing around more or less waiting for them to get to their category uh i did go uh yeah, it was a great opportunity to take my wife out to California and have a good, glamorous Hollywood weekend. It was, it was interesting because uh, it's almost like going to a petting zoo. You see all these celebrities out, <laughs> and you <laughs> could actually go up and touch them and say, hey, how are you doing? Right. I got to meet uh, Weird Al Yankovic and uh, Dave Grohl. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Then I got wasted and had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, at least you didn't lose to Jethro Tall like uh, yeah, Mattel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we weren't going to win it from the get-go uh, and to lose the Slayer that's uh that's that's winning in my book so
1: now you guys also did something which is pretty wild you made a national tv appearance on conan in the building where mark actually works
4: all right yeah we uh that was our first time on national television performing and uh it was strange at first but it was uh it was really cool i'd love to do that again it was uh, very nice of them to give us the opportunity to get in there and uh and play in their studio
3: and it seems like there was a
4: lot of your fans in the audience. Did did or no? No, no, no. <laughs> I think uh, I think there's about 200 people that sit in that audience, and uh, they're all sitting, and they're all kind of they're even further away than when you play an arena. Uh, we had some friends in there that were very vocal. Right, yeah. I could hear yeah. the uh, response. sounded yeah. great. You guys have, I mean, you met Chris and uh, was it Mark back in, in college? Where in were we? 1990. We we graduated high school in 1990. The three of us are all the same age. And uh, we went to Virginia Commonwealth University and somehow ended up on the same floor of the dorms and uh, got to know each other in 1990 that led to four years later starting Burn the Priest, which led into Lamb of God.
1: Very cool. Now, I had a few questions about gear. I'm like a gear freak, and I should be banned from 48th Street in Manhattan because if I buy one more guitar, my family is going to disown me. So anyway, is your main uh, gear Jackson? Because I know uh, you also places, use P
4: V and sometimes uh, Guild. I, I did use P V before, and then I moved on to Jackson, and we're working on a signature series now, which just reminds me I need to be sending something FedEx today that I totally blanked on until you just <laughs> asked me. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, playing Jackson basses. We've worked out a, uh, a custom guitar that's, that they're going to go market. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's all Jackson as far as guitars. Very cool. And Mesa Boogie amps? I'm using a Mesa Boogie 400-plus uh, heads and Road Ready 810 cabs. How many 810s do you bring on tour with you? Uh, there's eight on stage when wow. we have everything, but I think tonight, uh, you know, I looked at the stage and I can't remember. There's a, there's at least four up there, and sometimes there's there's eight. I know that sometimes you did stuff with three strings only, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time ago. You're talking about my Guild Pilot that uh, hey. that was, uh, you know, back in the van days. It was the only guitar I had, on only guitar like, guitar i could afford and uh uh, one day the uh the tuning peg broke on the uh on the lowest string and i couldn't afford another tuning peg so i just took the one from the last string and switched it out for that one and left a hole on the uh on the the little string that i wasn't using anyway so
3: very cool so the word is uh this summer still no break for you guys out on the road with Ozfest main stage
4: yeah it's uh we're doing direct support for ozzy is what i've been told and that's a it's pretty amazing, man. It's uh, it's cool that it, we continue to progress, and every year something happens that you never would have expected and is really cool, and this year it seems to be uh, direct support for Ozzy on OzFest. That's
3: awesome. Congratulations Thank on that. And, and what what's the deal? How how can OzFest be free? I don't, I don't understand this.
4: <laughs> I don't either, man. You're talking to the bass player. Me and numbers <laughs> don't really get along to uh, they, they've, you know, somebody with a calculator somewhere did some figuring and some phone calls, and somehow it works. Very good. So we have
3: Fangoria TV here with us today shooting. So let's let's talk about movies. Do you watch sure. many DVDs when you're on the road?
4: Uh, no, not a whole lot. Uh, and even at home, normally uh, when I watch a movie, it's on the couch with my wife, and I end up falling asleep. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, the Hellraiser series, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, uh, as a little kid, those just totally grabbed me, scared the crap out of me, and... Uh, and uh, I've gone back and watched some of the, I've watched them recently, uh, within well recently within the past few years. And uh, the first one's still great, but uh, Lord, the third one just kind of kind of got out there. I didn't catch it when I was a kid. I thought it was awesome, but uh, yeah, the uh, the Hellraiser series were definitely. Uh, I was a big fan of that as a kid. Yeah, It's
3: funny how you go back and watch stuff that you remember being so scary, or even in music so good, and you're, you're
4: yeah, like, I yeah. used, I like it. Or even on TV, <laughs> like yeah. The Dukes of
1: Hazard. <laughs> That show sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a picture of me in front of the General League car. Oh, no, yeah, it, it was like, you know, they probably had 500 sure. of you know, those right. cars. but they, 10, Yeah, they, they brought one to uh, the local mall. And, Sweet. Uh, it's, what's amazing, though, is that they had to go out and find that particular year of Dodge Charger. Like yeah. you said, there was probably not many of them around, and they yeah. probably had about 10 or 15 mm-hmm. ones that they used. And they yeah. wrecked probably
4: a couple of them oh, per, yeah. per show. Yeah. I'm sure they had a couple that held, held together with duct tape just for, the, uh, just for the jumps. Absolutely.
3: And everybody's getting along pretty well on this tour? There's that famous scene off your DVD where...
4: I don't, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> We're getting along well enough. Nobody's gotten punched yet. That's great.
1: I wanted to extend an invitation to you. If you're ever in the uh, western Pennsylvania area, my uncle has uh, the, one of the greatest lakes, and he will personally stock it for Lamb of God if you want to come fishing.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, shit, start stocking it now. It takes a while for that stuff yeah. to take. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice to think that we'd have time off for that kind of stuff. But uh, generally speaking, if i got time off for fishing, it's because I'm at home and uh, rolling out to the cow ponds that we have out, out our way. But if I, if I can make it out there, believe me, I will. Absolutely. Cool,
3: great. Well thanks so much for joining us on the Talking Metal podcast and on Fangoria TV. My we appreciate brain. it. Looking yeah. forward to the show tonight.
4: I right don't thank you guys very much. Thanks, John. Yeah.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever, Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina. One, two,
2: three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.